Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello and welcome to a massive sports weekend, sports fans, and welcome to Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. There's Eddie Spaghetti in his usual spot behind the glass, and there's Kevin Hench in his usual spot, seated high over Hollywood, making all the big decisions for your eyeballs in 2024. In the meantime, we're ready to tell you what's going to happen in 2023, specifically this sports weekend, close enough. I say it's the weekend. I, I I count Thursday at the time of this recording as my weekend. I hope you do too. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Hench, how was yours, fella? Oh my God. Incredible Thanksgiving. Incredible. You know, it's like, yes, the games were bad, but like bad football beats everything else. Like, you know, I mean, like the Thursday games were bad. The Friday game was bad. But you're still watching football all weekend. Uh, obviously, huge college football tilt on Saturday. Full slate of games on Sunday. You, I did, you did that singular. That's not not a big college football. Game. I know, There's so the, much the hash biggest, to be the said. Biggest, the biggest game of the uh, the biggest game of them all delivered. Um, but uh, what was funny was um, was it was Ravens Chargers Monday night or Sunday night? Was it was, it was a, Sunday was a, night? Sunday night. Okay, so. You know, I'm watching, uh, uh, you know, my devastated fantasy team with uh, everybody injured. But um, so when when Herbert gets gets tippy tapped on the sideline, everybody in our universe freaks out and is like, Hench is going to lose his mind. And I feel like I failed somehow to explain, like, do you think my point is they need to be throwing more flags on six foot, six inch, 236 pound quarterbacks wearing pads and helmets, getting a mild graze eight inches out of bounds. Like people are like, Hench is going to be pissed. And it's like, no, my whole thing is you should be allowed to hit the giant wearing pads. I don't like that. The, what's ruining the game is the chicken calls every time you you hit the quarterback so it was like okay. people were like hench is gonna be furious i'm like no 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 this is exactly the direction i want it to go in don't ruin the game because justin herbert's foot is on the white you know like like let quarterbacks get hit so i was happy about that non-call even though it it was wrong technically letter of the law but yes let's move toward being allowed to hit the quarterback as opposed to to Washington State, Washington, where they just give they, they just award the game to the Huskies just because, like you graze the quarterback in, 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 at the critical moment, so they're gonna win. Okay, so I just thought it was funny that everyone thought I'd be enraged about them not throwing a. No, block. I want you to control the argument. You've ascended through deed and word as the mouthpiece of football America's frustration with the referees and their miscalculation of where they are in the pecking order. You know, you do a lot of uh, television and movies, Hench. You know, it matters if you're above the title kind of stuff. I think the referees collectively have decided, like, they're the leading man now. And like, wait, wait, no, no, no. I don't think that's how it works. A film by Sean Hockley. It's really bad. Great. I do want to talk about those Ravens quickly. 15 minute a pregame show coming at you 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday. It's a good one. We celebrate some upcoming Super Bowl rematches. Headline 
why the all I don't understand why we don't the the NFL is not going to hold up Max McGee as its hero. But the man was drunk in the first Super Bowl and he caught two touchdown passes. We really as we kind of slide in here to this week's goat and goat of the week as celebrating the full range of excellence and putridity in sports and beyond. I really, I mean, you know, where, where more do you need to go there? Unless you want to go to Deion Sanders, the sportsman of the year, according to sports illustrated four and eight who canceled Matt Canada. What that, what, what the hell <laughs> they're four and eight. He's the sportsman of the year. This is the worst one by far and away. I'm pretty sure. Also, okay, so react to that if you have any thoughts on Deion Sanders, because I do want to go back to the Sunday night game. That was my goat. My, what is? Deion? De- De- well, Sports Illustrated, which just got in trouble for using AI um, uh, writers for their articles. And the thing is this, like, I'm not, uh, I believe the person to the cover story is Pat Forty, who is, you know, far and away one He's of the great. best college football writers. Yeah, absolutely love, love Pat. So I'm not knocking him, but after a scandal with using uh, artificial intelligence to write your articles. And then obviously the story is probably in the works for months, probably since like September when the team was actually good, but to be that bad in your conference and then to now be losing, this is the scary part because everyone thought like, yeah, all of Neon's guys aren't there yet. They'll be fine eventually. I know it's some weird times, the Pac-12 kind of disbanding and stuff, but his commits are now decommitting. So that's a, a really big red flag. Um, so the easy, easy bad go, just no foresight by Sports Illustrated there. You should have pulled the story or let it release during the summer when people kind of calmed down and kind of forgot about how bad the season ended. I mean, like to start yeah. off the way they did and then to end up with that record is uh, is brutal. So bad job by SI. And it, it just puts more negative press on Dion. I feel like, Hench, we've talked a lot about sunk costs where it comes to drafting a quarterback in the first round, and then you kind of have to talk yourself into it for the next four or five years when the better move is to just rip the Band-Aid off. I mean, really, what? I mean, okay, so Pat Forty, Colorado guy, pitches this this rise. The college football head coaching will never be the same. Dion has turned the whole thing on its ear. But you don't kill the story once they fall under 500? How bizarre is that? No, it's like you've 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 sat in the conference room, you've decided, you've looked at all the pictures, you've made your choice. It's like uh this year Kathy Ireland is going to be the cover girl on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Then she gets in a ski accident and is in a full body cast. And you're like, well, <laughs> we can't put her, I mean, she can't we can't put a bathing suit over the full body cast and keep it. Yeah, you have to pivot, obviously. How about LeBron James, who's shooting 59% in his 21st? No one even. Okay, this is a great look at you turning lemons into lemonade. So obviously, you know, there's 10 guys you could pivot to in the. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's quickly. Let's not bellyache about it. Okay, they made a mistake. This is a a weird choice to move forward with something because somebody already put pen to paper, apparently. But okay, who should be it? So LeBron's your. Sportsman of the year. I mean, LeBron, and he's, I don't know if he, he can off the top of my head. Maybe he's won it, but like, you know, people take LeBron for granted. Like, it's yes. like, he, he just like, oh, you know, he just, he just put up another triple double. He's 12 for 16 from the floor. By the way, nobody can guard him on the way to the basket still. Like, when he puts his head down, he just gets to the basket. But also, like, when you're, when you're talking about sportsmanship, right? This guy, I mean, obviously, it's been a it's been a dark week. I don't want to get into it with you, Sheck, as you're compromised. But no DUIs, no domestic violence, 
No, no, no awkward text chains with the side piece. Like LeBron James should have been a model citizen while also winning four titles, a bunch of MVPs, and just like, yeah. So you should you could just have LeBron James in the event that that Kathy Ireland's in a full body cast or Deion Sanders team is terrible. Go ahead and run this story. By the way, you could have AI write the LeBron story too. Ooh. It could be ready. It could be ready to go. That's true. You're That's absolutely Allen right. Iverson. That would be Wait a, a second. good comparison. That'd be a good comparison. You ask uh, Allen Iverson to write his LeBron story next to another AI story, and then <laughs> pick the AI that wrote this story. But I'll, I, now I really am. I'm trying to come up with one good option. I get what you're saying about LeBron, but it's not like his team did anything. And I do think he's worthy of like a lifetime achievement sportsman of the year. What you're kind of getting at. Who am I not thinking of here? Spaghetti. I mean, Tom Brady said it all earlier this week or last week when he said the state of the NFL is mediocre. Maybe it's all a sports. I mean, you know, I, I, I obviously Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin aren't going to get it. But if you want to give a lifetime achievement award, those guys could get it at any point before they're washed up. I don't know. Spaghetti. Who am I forgetting? Is there some obvious choice? Oh, Jokic. Jokic should get it, right? Jokic, Otani. Jokic great choice. I mean, you could give it to, you know, Akuna and Mookie Betts. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just transforming the the position with the power speed numbers i mean when we were growing up interesting like, oftentimes this you know i mean i mean mookie's obviously an incredible human being if you you want to include that part of the criteria but like i just feel like when we were growing up there were just times when it's like it's wayne gretzky oh because he's a great guy no because he's the the greatest living you know hockey player that ever lived so yeah it, it's weird to give it to a coach whose team is terrible Maybe you give it to offensive coordinators. I that it is. I I know. I keep saying it, but it is and clearly transcended every other element that you could possibly have. Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are still great at football, but it doesn't appear either one's going anywhere. And isn't that the result of coaching, right? Whereas Jared Goff is going into a prominent spot in January, and I don't think anyone thinks that's because of Jared Goff or even Dan Campbell. They think it's because of Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. I know that's uninspired, but also uh, picking up a magazine and buying it with Deion Sanders being four and eight is also yeah. uninspired. But how about Simone Biles, like bouncing back, you know, top of okay. her sport again? I don't like any, basically anyone who was good at their sport would be a better choice over a coach who went four and eight. I, like, like, Let's give it to Max McGee. Uh, why not Matt Rule at Nebraska? <laughs> I don't, the Deuce, Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. I don't get it. All right, all right. Tommy Very DeVito. Strange. What's next? Good oh, go, yeah, go. Listen, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, go ahead. You jump in here. Okay. Um, uh, you're going right. goat I'm there. So, I'm so fired up for goat and goat. Uh, oh, good. I hope that our buddy in Australia has a lot of lawn to mow. A lot of lawn. Because I, so. We love the interactions, by the way, on social media and on YouTube. Does that count as social media? Either way, drop us a line on the 15-minute show and beyond. Um, Good conversations going on Minus 3 Pod on Twitter. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. 
Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So there was a comedian named Scott LaRose who you would actually recognize from all the national commercials he did. This is right when I moved to L.A. in the 90s. It was in every national commercial spot. But he had a bit he did um, going back to the first World Trade Center bombers who tried to blow it up with a rider truck parked in the garage. Mm-hmm. And his bit was about the way they caught those guys was the, the terrorist went back to get his deposit back on the van. I'm going to need my deposit back on the van. I blew up in the garage that like, and that's a true story. And so they're like, <laughs> we might've found the guy who blew up the van. Um, and so Scott LaRose's bit was like, how big are this guy's balls? Like, how does he walk with these balls? And he would like, he would, he would mime walking with giant bowling ball balls. And I I was, I was reminded of that Scott LaRose bit and giant balls watching the Ohio State Michigan game. Okay, you're Sharon Moore. You are in a thankless position. He, don't mess it up. Keep it, keep it going for when the king returns. Don't do anything stupid. Don't blow it. Up seven, 
First play of the fourth quarter in his own territory, halfback option. I, I, it was so awesome, you know, and I was, I gave out Ohio State. I was rooting for Ohio State. But when the balls are that big that you need the guy who carries your, your headset wire, you need another guy to carry your balls up and down the sideline because you're calling <laughs> a halfback option in your own territory up seven in a, in a don't F this up situation. So Sharon Moore, I, I saw that play and I was like, well, this game's over. This game's over. You know, and they kicked the field goal to go up two scores. And, and obviously that was the, the, the difference. Um, but I just sometimes like the Sean Payton, uh, onside kick in the Super Bowl, uh, uh, you just have to tip your cap and go, fortune favors the bold, not always, but uh, in, in those circumstances, to be the interim coach and and be, and be have balls that size, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the placeholder, um, I just... I, I agree, and I think that that is, of all the things, the, the paradox of Bill Belichick and then how that informs the Patriots' 20-year run is the, the weird, like... Just do your job. Don't do it. Like, please. Basically, the message to players is, although he encourages them to celebrate touchdowns and all that kind of stuff and have that kind of fun, but the the idea of like express yourself athletically. No, no. Just do exactly what I'm telling you. Do not react in the moment. Just do exactly what I tell you, and nothing beyond that. But I do think that the Patriots are so snoozy in so many ways. But then, if you look back at their history, like so many critical moments within it's not like they were just like yeah they beat everybody by eight everything comes down to a whisker here and there from Tyree and Manningham on one side to to all the 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 Julian Edelman um passes in in title games and everything else I think there's something to be learned from that you got to have your foot on the gas a little bit the guy who presents is sort of the most conservative of them all is Belichick. But in fact, like Parcells before him, they were the guys who would take shots in big moments. I when mean, other coaches wouldn't in that Super Bowl run where they had to overcome not one, but two 14 point deficits against the Ravens in the Edelman to Amendola game. Right. That was also the game where he broke out the unbalanced line formation where Harbaugh right. got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because he's like that can't be legal and the rest are like believe it or not it is like it's you know so so um yes fortune favors the bold Sharon Moore good go to the week bad goat okay so Hannah Arendt in her Wait, you know what I'm sorry go back but so let's wrap it up on the game do they have to fire Ryan Day if you were an Ohio State fan where would your head be do you suspect no why, now you why? say like, ah, what are we going to do? I get the logic. The the the, the level headed reaction is, who are we getting to replace him? We're we're a great team, always in double digits with him as the head coach, but they can't beat the rival. But I can so, I can I see mean, being. I Steve. don't know. It's like, what are you going to? You know, McCord just throws that uh, unconscionable ball. You know, the Ohio State defense is playing great, and then and then McCord sets Michigan up first and goal at the seven with a terrible throw. That's that's on the head coach. I don't know. Um, let me do my bad goat. Go okay. ahead. Hannah Arendt introduced the idea of the banality of evil uh, in her coverage of the Adolf Eichmann trial in Jerusalem, and you know her point. Spaghetti was, was just talking about this yeah, to me this no, morning. So, but her point was like, look. Obviously, Adolf Hitler 
is a sociopath who's frothing at the mouth and flop sweating and screaming at Nuremberg like he's a lunatic, you know, and I don't want to divide our audience. I don't want to I don't want to. I mean, it's not a political statement. Hitler's a lunatic. Uh, but Adolf Eichmann was just like a middle management bureaucrat functionary. And her point is like a lot of regular folk just doing super evil things. So that's the banality of evil. And then a guy named Brian Class just wrote a piece called The Banality of Crazy about how Trump just fire hoses so much lunacy, you know, calling his opponents vermin, threatening a judge's wife, um, you know, asking for 11,780 votes, asking to come to D.C. It's going to be wild that you you just, you know, can't. The New York Times would have to have eight front page stories a day to give Trump the coverage, his insanity and criminality and corruption and 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 drive to to end the American experiment after 250 years to cover it as it deserves to be covered. You you would just have to dedicate all your resources to the fire hose of of insanity and criminality and corruption. But what we're in now is the banality of crazy, which is it's Trump. What are you going to do? Of course, of course, he threatened, threatened the clerk. Of course, he threatened the judge's wife. Of course, he's got top secret documents in his bathroom. It's Trump. Like, it's just like it's it's a given. There's no. So the media doesn't even know how to how to cover Trump. So now I want to talk about my bad goat, the banality of Draymond. OK, Draymond Green has created like an extra legal, extra judicial one of one category for himself. Nobody else behaves like this. Start to finish every NBA game. Draymond, he starts towering over the officials. He starts haranguing the officials. You know, he's he's a constant. So, you know, Claude Lemieux is this way. Obviously, a lot of hockey players are this way, where it's like, I want to be on the edge all every shift all the time. So Draymond is constantly breaking the rules, complaining when he gets called for breaking the rules. Um, and, and when you look at his level of recidivism, you're like, well, as a society, obviously we have to have a shorter fuse, a lower tolerance for bad conduct by this guy, because we need to be able to police this guy to keep him from ruining the game. The exact opposite has happened. That's they right. indulged Draymond. If if I were an official, when Draymond said, hi, how are you doing? I would give him a technical foul. Now you have one. Now you have one. The next thing you say to me will get you thrown out of the game. But what they do is they really like, let's hear your thoughts on that call, Draymond. Let's have you, let's have you tower over me, get right in my face. And 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 do your your performance art for the whole arena, and I'll just sit there and eat it because you're Draymond Green. Whereas if Tim Duncan said something to Joey Crawford, he got teed up right away. That's but right. Draymond Green has created the banality of Draymond, which is like, well, he he didn't kill anybody. He didn't knock out a teammate in practice today, so we're going to cut him some slack against the Kings this week. Draymond pretended that he got elbowed in the throat. And he lay on the ground 
like a fish on a dock writhing <laughs> for like a minute to the point that Steve Kerr was begging him to get up and go play defense because Draymond, everybody knows you're not hurt, that you're doing this, your Draymond thing, which is like, I exist in my own world, the banality of Draymond. I, I do whatever I want. Occasionally I get suspended. Maybe I cost my team a championship by getting suspended, but it's like, Hey man, we are dealing with a sociopath who doesn't believe the rules apply to him. Also claims victimhood when he does get victimhood. I've never committed a foul. I've never committed a foul. And so, and he's able to, you know, kind of like physically, like he, he, he wants to reduce more talented players to his level. He wants to clutch and grab in the neutral zone. He wants to get his way away with as much extra legal behavior as possible and then claim victimhood when they go, that's a foul. You're not allowed you're not allowed to wrap your arms around the guy's waist or his throat. Like, so I just watch him and it's like, it's a bummer. It's a bummer to watch him do his thing. It's so old. It's so tired. And I feel like the league and the officials are like, what do we do? What do we do? And it's like, well, if you keep doing nothing, then it's never going to end every night. Three poor saps have to listen to that guy's one man show. And it's like, just end it. Just, just go. Everyone go to the Joey Crawford, Tim Duncan league wide Draymond. You're not allowed to talk to the officials. You're just not allowed. And I just, I watch them indulging him, you know, and, and, and they're sitting there. He's like, it, it's like, he's dripping on them. And it's like, I just F this guy already, man. It's, it's when it's you can, I, I, I really do think, it's uh, it's like Steven Seagal. He is above the law based on what our pal Adam Carolla always says is like, and we'll insert the name Draymond here. You know what he means when he says like, ah, that's Draymond being Draymond. You have now put yourself above settled law because people can excuse your behavior. That's He's just being him, even though it's bad. I used to, I remember one year, about 15 years or so ago, um, my parents didn't call me on my birthday and it was like, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, what the hell, you know, it's better make sure. And I, so I blew in a call and old Mo Damashek yeah, took the call and I said, no call on my birthday. And she said, yeah, I'm ironic though, that you'd be the one saying that it's not like you send cards to anybody for their birthday, but I'm like, I've set the, the standard. And I've done that. I, I did that a long time ago. You shouldn't expect a card. Your standard is different than mine, though. You always call me and sing happy birthday. No call. So it's so you need to suffer the consequences of that. And I'm I'm vexed by because this transitions neatly. Surprised you didn't mention the name Trent Frederick because he was victimized this past week, wasn't he, Kevin Hench? I'm curious about your thoughts on his tangle with Jacob Truba. I was anxious to hear this one. Truba. I know what Spaghetti's going to say. I'm not going to steal your thunder here, Spaghetti. But what he just described in Draymond is exactly the standard that Jacob Truba benefits from. Right, Hench? Well, it's just like, well, that's that's how Truba plays. If anybody else hit the player in the head with a stick, it would be suspended, and that's it. You wouldn't be able well, to get away I, with it. I'm, I'm more worried about the, the metaphorical stick that the Rangers hit the Bruins with as they – They've sent us into a tailspin. Yeah. I'm assuming by the time this airs, I shouldn't jinx it, but that that maybe we've eked one out against the Sharks uh, uh, Thursday night. But uh, uh, the the Rangers destroying the Bruins in all phases. Um, but 
I, I, I can't, I, I know Truba, it's, a, it's not an inapt analogy with Draymond, but um, as, as someone who has largely defended Truba and the, and the way he plays, I mean, first of all, he doesn't spend the whole game talking to the officials, which is like, I don't know why they're indulging Draymond. Stop talking to me. Go shoot. Because go. it puts them on camera. That's yeah. why. So, uh, but I, I, I feel like I would be, if I, if I pivoted immediately on Truba because of his gangsterism happened to be against my team, uh, I, I might be a little hypocritical, but I'll let spaghetti take the floor. All right. And I do want to say in advance, because oh, I, I don't do, want I spaghetti to, I don't feel like spaghetti. I think spaghetti feels like I'm going at him. And what this is going to turn into is him impugning no, Penguins and Devils bad. fans for being soft and not liking it. Well, Correct. I mean, well, because let me, let me read a great quote from let me just say uh, Larry Brooks. Pen, okay. Let me just say something to you. I think that for all my talk, I don't root for the rags. Obviously, I hope they don't win the Stanley Cup, but I think you should be betting them at 10 to 1 right now. I mean, the, I think the Avs are are the the better betted. I think they're eight to one right now. The Knights are riding high, but man, I think the the rags are a little undervalued by the way they look right now. I mean, keep in mind. The players that they're without, they are suffocating in their own end. I mean, the the Penguins a uh, few nights ago almost literally couldn't get a puck through clean on goal. I mean, they are they are suffocating in their uh, on their end of the ice because of that blue line, and that includes Truba. Doesn't mean that he's not filthy though. Please have at it. I don't think. I mean, he's not a filthy player. It, it, just to go on this hit, uh, his exact quotes from what happened on the ice was it was like obviously it was accidental but like he he did it and then he the Trent Frederick was like wait that actually just happened he was like sorry my bad didn't mean to do that like they were fine on the ice no penalty called on the ice not brought up after the game like there was no like it wasn't a big deal at all until the NHL like the the player safety department find him but it, it, and then and then of course then you have the fans of the Penguins and of the Devils who always have to chime in on Truba Devils fans who no no not threats. fans the media chimed in. I mean, right? It, the, like, it wasn't if the player who got hit with it said it was accidental and it wasn't a big deal, and they're fine on the ice. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with Bill it. Too. Bork, and Bill Bork, Bill played for the Rangers. Was it? He, he, he's in the bag against them too. But but Jacob Truba came out and said it was accidental. He said that stuff can't happen. And then Trent Frederick, who received the the, the high stick, was like, he was like, oh, it was a it was a mess up. It's fine. Move <laughs> I on. I agree, it can't happen. It shouldn't happen. But it this, is this is a great quote. This is a great. This is such a great quote from from uh, Larry uh, from uh, Larry Brooks, the New York Post. Uh, said the population in Pittsburgh apoplectic since Truba took out cherished Sidney Crosby in Game Five of the 2022 first round, all but demanded a military a military tribunal be convened over this it's just like it just shows you that certain fan bases are never going to be good with the player um i don't care if you guys are upset right now the rangers are better than the penguins the rangers are better than the devils right now jacob truba would be the best all-around defenseman on the penguins bar none and i like so it is i mean he absolutely is the the best defensively he's by far better than anyone you have in the defensive roster defensive defenseman okay i just said all around nah, you said all around defenseman look if if he injured trent frederick obviously it's a huge thing he said it, it, it happened also there's all there's different angles of that play too where like he he all right he my, was like point grabbing is, him and my point is my point is my point is the preponderance of those moments that involve jacob truba's stick or elbow that's the point. Same thing with Draymond. It's like it's funny that it keeps being the same guy who gets who is 
highlighted or low light. Draymond's getting be. suspended and, and is getting like where where are the penalties and suspensions against Truba? Not enough. Uh all right. I, I hear your notes. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong. You're I'm sorry. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna drop that. I'm never dropping that. You're not obliged to defend always it. ready. You're like, you know, anybody I didn't alienate with my Hana Arendt quality <laughs> of evil reference <laughs> is now banned in the podcast as we talk about a hockey play that one tenth of one percent of sports fans saw as as Sheck. Sheck is like writing Jacob Truba in Jerusalem, the banality of evil. Like, when is this guy going to be tried for his war crimes? It all, it all, if it wasn't for the Crosby hit, he, he would, none of this, it's all based on one play. Of course. It's not based on one play. It's not as though I didn't know going into that series two years ago. Your personal antipathy is based on one play. Right. I, well, Okay, the thing, I, I don't care about a military here. tribunal right. and Larry Brooks or Post can say whatever he wants, but the fact that people don't want to acknowledge it, uh, Rags fans, is that if Truba's elbow doesn't get Crosby in the head, the Penguins win that series. That's, that's not true. You are up multiple like goals. You are up multiple goals and and like game clinching scenarios, and you cannot hold the lead and you lost because you were not the better team. Simple as that. There's no excuse. Up multiple goals, especially in the third period. No excuse. Like, I was sad. You have they other, took good, you have best other good player. players. What could you do? You the have best other good player players in the world was you removed. Other what good players. He is not the he is not the best player in the world at that current moment. And you had other good players on your team and you still lost. And Jake blaming Jake right. Jake is Gensel was better. Also, uh uh the fact that the New York the New York Post, which is a, a very obviously a very popular uh, uh publication in New York, the editor is like yeah, make fun of the entire city and fan base of Pittsburgh. That should speak volumes to you. How how the New much York you guys po- whine? <laughs> the New <laughs> listen. That's flattering. If the New York Post is on the wrong is on the other side of the argument, that's good news. But that doesn't bother you that the the Pittsburgh like that no. you're getting made fun of by the New York media. You see who because writes at honest. the New York Post? No, that doesn't bother. Larry Brooks me has been covering the league for X, I mean decades, so I don't care. And he's in the bag for the rags, so that's fine. All right, listen, hey guys, go hey ahead. guys, I just went and got a cup of coffee. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I was trying to go. All right, uh, spaghetti, you're you. Oh, you haven't even done your goat and goat yet. So I did okay. the Dion uh, is the, Dion. the well, this SI cover, but they get the bad goat. Good goat quickly is just, um, I guess it's like a semi bad goat, but the Doak Walker award, not including Audrey Gestime, arguably the best running back in, in college football. Um, going to be, if not the first running back taken in the first round, probably the second running back taken. He's going to be, you know, a, a great NFL player. And they uh, don't announce him as part of the finalist for Doak Walker. And credit to him for coming out and saying, like, it actually bothered him. A lot of players are like, I don't care about the individual stuff. I just care about my team. I whatever. He said he found it the night before and he said it was hard for him to deal with because um, it was a goal of his to be at least nominated or if not to win that award. And what does he do versus Stanford? 25 carries, 238 rushing yards, 9.5 yards per carry, four touchdowns. Versus a ter- I mean, a terrible Stanford team. Um, he almost broke the Notre Dame record for single uh, ga- uh, yards in a game, but they, they benched him. So he obviously wouldn't injure himself because he probably won't play in the bowl game. The Notre Dame will have most likely on New Year's Day. Um, so he'll in, end up in the NFL and make some team very, very happy. But uh, great player. Love to see him play for in the last couple of years. And for him to be omitted from the Doak Walker, like I don't I don't know what else you needed from a running back, a guy that's putting up insane stats and, will be, and is graded right now by all the draft analysts as the best college football running back is just uh, absurd. But I, I love the honesty from him and obviously followed up with a great game. So he gets good goat easily. More like, I, you know, more shout like out the, to uh, more like the joke walker award with that omission. 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. But spaghetti, you have to do this. This is just like when uh when DiCaprio wouldn't go to the Oscars the year of Titanic because he personally was not nominated for an acting Oscar. I'm not going to support Winslet and Cameron because I was not nominated. Is that did that happen? Yep. yep. Okay, really? DiCaprio. Who give us a name? Who were you better than? Robert Duvall? You have to say, like, there's five okay. nominees. Fair. You have to say you were better than Peter Fonda and Yuli's Gold. That's fine. I so was just going to drop spaghetti. in at a late, spaghetti bladed goat. Yes, I like this idea. You, I'm buying spaghetti a few seconds to think about it while I mention that. Well, what do know, I have to name? Who should replace? On the list that, that Esme should have been there instead of. I I mean I could really get in the nitty. I mean I don't know. Yes, Blake, Blake well, Corum, that's Blake, the, the five names. Blake Corum, one. Blake, Blake Cor, uh, Corum scored like twenty two touchdowns, but he had less than a thousand, um, you know, uh, rushing yards. So I mean, the, my other problem too is like there's a lot of like smaller school guys on it, like uh, which is uh, you know bothersome for me too. So I mean. I don't know if your team is like out of it or uh, I don't, I don't, I don't love right, the it's idea. It's a little harder. Okay. I'm just saying it's a little harder when you have to, you know, ruin some kid's life. Who's not going to play at the next level. Get off the dope Walker list <laughs> guy. Who's going to be bagging groceries. I'm happy to hear that Notre Dame's uh, team rushing record in, of all of time is not as great as Tony Dorsett's 275 against those same Notre Dame fighting Irish. That pleases my ear to hear that. All right, let's talk about that's it for you, Spaghetti on uh, Goat and Goats, and we can jump into our best bets here. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm all done. OK, you're all done. Um, By the way, I do think it's a funny note that now it's been made official. Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in a football game in 2023. It's a neat completion of the circle because, of course, the Browns or the Ravens are really the Browns, and Flacco started with the Ravens, and now he's finishing with the Browns as their starting quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is in the news. Matthew Stafford is worth giving a shout-out to, by the way. I think that team has a, a – by the way, the NFC playoffs are going to stink the first round. At least the wild card is going to be lousy. Some massive mismatches on that side. But I think Matthew Stafford and the Rams have a chance to go 5-1 and one here. And uh, that speaks to Tom Brady's comment about the overall mediocrity of the NFL. And now a quick break. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac 
weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hench, you start us off. I'm I'm assuming you're going to get into some of the championship games on Saturday or elsewhere. The world's your oyster. Have at it. Um, well, I first off here on the minus three, I have to say that I've been very surprised to see the Niners minus three at Philly. You know, minus three, minus two point five. It's very weird that the. Why eight, do you think it is? What's your what's your hypothesis that makes that? I think that it's a it's a weird thing, which is I mean I do think it has to do with the Niners have literally been improving their roster as the season goes along. You know, you know, I, I, Randy Gregory was a nice add, and then adding Chase Young after adding Randy Gregory. So so that's uh, hugely. I as as you talked about two weeks ago. It is weirdly, maybe it's because they were on a bye and maybe it's because they were in the midst of a losing streak and all of that and some doubts about Brock Purdy and all that. But man, that one went right under the radar. This is the first overall draft pick who really did make a huge impact when he was healthy in Washington in his rookie year. Now you're throwing him in next to Nick Bosa and Randy Gregory and the rest of that front? Yeek. Uh, Yeah, so, so I think, you know, as we've learned, when you see a line that seems six points out of whack, right? You're like, obviously the 10 and one NFC defending champion favorites should be favored by a field goal in this. So your first instinct is, well, I gotta, I gotta get on the Eagles, but that's not how it works. Right. We all know that that Vegas has figured this out and I think they're right. I'm on the Niners this week. I, I think, you know, defense travels, obviously C-Mac and the running game and as as many of these games as they've been winning, the Eagles seem to be, you know, they should have lost to the Cowboys. They should have lost to the Bills. This is this is the week they actually do. I like the Niners is one of my best bets. I love this. I love this. Just to talk about them specifically right now. Jalen Hurts is tracking towards the MVP. Um, we we dig in on this one a little bit in the MVP odds on the 15-minute pregame show. But so avoiding those specifics. Um, it is, uh, I, I think with that last victory over the bills, now people have handed the MVP trophy to Hertz and the number one seed to the Eagles look into the crystal ball here. Cause now's the time. This is when the getting's good to zig against the zag of the collective opinion. Do you think the Eagles are going to blow this? Cause they go, obviously if, if anybody doesn't know after hosting the Niners, then they travel down to big D to play Dak and company. How say you? I mean, I, it, it's plausible that they could wind up on the road in Wild Card Week. Um, I, I don't, I don't think they will. I mean, I think you know I, that team. They do seem to be a collection of winners who make plays. You know, so uh, Dallas is obviously for real, and I'm, I'm very happy with my uh, plus three fifty bet at the at the beginning of the season that the Super Bowl winner will come from that division. Great because call. Yes. Two, two very good teams going into the playoffs. Nice. I think um, you're going to be able to hedge. Well, the Niners can still screw that up. The Niners you, obviously, can still screw but me. And they're, at they're least you can hedge that if uh, with the Super Bowl, 
if one of the they, two NFC East teams gets and in. And they win this week. And then and then another small favorite that I'm on in the best bets here. It's like, you know, I don't know when you you probably I don't know, you probably got up for class. Spaghetti probably got up for class too. Like I never I never went to class in college. I mean, oh, but the crazy me? thing is 11 a.m. might have been the first class I would attend. But but for four years, I would set my alarm as if I was going to go to class. <laughs> I don't know. Like, who was I kidding? Today's the day. Today's the day I make it to my 9 a.m. class. And then I wouldn't turn my alarm off. I would snooze till noon. Like I would snooze nine minutes at a time through all my right. classes. And then it's like, well, your last class of the day is over. Oh, okay. Now I can get out of bed. And I think <laughs> when I, when I look at the lions snooze bar, like they've had so many wake up calls, they've had a month of wake up calls. Like, it's like, what is going on with this team? Maybe they stink. They obviously were terrible on Thanksgiving, but I, I think the fourth hit of the snooze bar they wake up this week. I think this mm. team is not as terrible as they played against the Packers, as they played against the Bears, as the defense played against the Chargers, as the whole team played against the Ravens. They are not this terrible, and they beat the Saints by a touchdown. This well, week. you talk about favoring the bold. I do think you can anticipate. It's got to be a little bit of a scary proposition. I don't think you want to catch the Lions in January um, if you're one of the the very few heavy hitters in the NFC, and those are again the Cowboys, Niners, and Eagles, and then that's it. And the Lions are trying to be in that high end group, and everyone else is a phony in that conference. Um, uh, but you know, Dan Campbell is going to roll the dice over and over again. He's that is going to be an element you're going to have to deal with. He's going to go against conventional wisdom all 60 minutes i'm kind of with you i just don't know how to read them after the last couple of weeks when they've looked mediocre at best and then um, just real quick i mean it's like you look at these these title games um i i thought oregon would be a five and a half point favorite i'm a little i'm, I'm a little blown away by it i'm sticker shocked by that number but i still think they win uh my kind of cowardly tease is uh Tease Georgia down to a pick um and tease the Ducks down to three and a half. Put oh, those two a, in I like that one quite a bit. And I'm also, as a man of justice, I'm kind of, it, you know, the double standard that uh, that people apply. It is funny that there isn't much buzz for Washington going if they lose. Everybody has decided Georgia needs to go if they lose to Alabama. But it's understood that if Oregon beats Washington, well, the Huskies are out. That's a weird bit of math as far as I'm concerned, given that Bama isn't – I know by record they are, but they're not as good as Oregon is. Anyway, um, SEC bias over the Pac-12. Um, Spaghetti, go ahead there. Speaking of uh, SEC bias, Nick Saban just came out with this quote. I think it would be a disrespect to the SEC if there wasn't uh, SEC representation in the final four. I do believe that. Gotta, gotta I know I, I have actually heard some of that spaghetti. You're, <laughs> actually, you correct me in the moment and I'm glad you did, because I have heard like Booger McFarland and people like that saying like, well, Bama beats uh, Georgia. You don't send anyone from the SEC as though that would be a, a reasonable outcome. Obviously, it's not going to go that way. Yeah, I think there'll be an SEC team there. Um, Ima imagine, imagine Georgia or Bama doesn't wind up there, but they send uh, Florida State with their backup QB to the final. Well, floor. look, People I mean, riot. The, we, the whole world needs Louisville to win that game, right? Yes. Just, just to prevent. That is the great solve, right. 
I am taking Louisville with the two and a half. Um, that game, Florida State, I know like going into the swamp is always tough, but I mean, Florida also was playing with a backup quarterback because uh, Graham Mertz was injured and their defense is absolutely terrible. And Florida State cannot move the ball. It actually even took more than a half for their defense to get involved in and kind of slow down uh, Florida's offense. If Florida wasn't making mistakes and um, just bad special team stuff, I mean, they would have, I think they could have won that game. So that was a real shocker to me that obviously Rotomaker may not, obviously, not as talented as Jordan Travis. So I, I think Louisville bad loss to Pitt. Um, you know, they did lose to Kentucky, but has some quality victories on that, that schedule, obviously beating Notre Dame too, which ruined their season. So I do think Louisville has it in them to, to win that game and Georgia, Bama, Georgia, giving the five and a half. I like Georgia. I think Bama, the big games this year, they kind of fell flat. Obviously, with Milrow losing to to Texas, he has been playing better. Then he goes down to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. And if it wasn't for a miraculous, you know, kind of, uh, you know, fourth and 31, once in a lifetime sort of play, um, they lose that game too. So I just don't think they're not really on the same level as uh, Georgia right here. And I know me and Chuck talked about this, but I don't know if I love it anymore. It did drop a point to uh, giving 22, but the Iowa-Michigan game could be a weird one. If Michigan's up, like, 17 points they're like yeah iowa we're not gonna even mess with our guys leaving them in we could just you know bench everyone and, and win this game because like the iowa totals like it, obviously the 35 points is the lowest for a title conference game uh conference title game ever the team total is six and a half like it's in their i and the iowa's team total for the first half against uh michigan is a half a point it's absurd so it's like they know they're not gonna be able to score with them so that's one interesting thing to look at too if you want to um you know take iowa and the points there would not be shocked if it's close it's close but not actually close my bets are all over the podcast we've already done this week on extra points a great one with bill crawford and sarah tiana and earlier in the week with jeff schwartz we did a great deep dive on uh, the championship saturday upcoming here i'll give you two real quick following up on what spaghetti just said there I think it's a fun bet to bet Iowa's uh, team side, a fluke, uh, a, a, um, a punter's chance that you'll get a special teams touchdown, right? I mean, something like that could go their way. And if you get that, then it makes it more likely that Iowa is going to cover the plus 22. I like that bet in general for exactly the reason Spaghetti said that Harbaugh is going to yank them. They're, they have no incentive to leave J.J. McCarthy and beyond on the field if they get up, say, you know, 17 points. They know Iowa's not coming back from that. Um, and then also a little homerism here. Getting excited. I don't want to get over my skis, but I do think with Minka Fitzpatrick, that defense is going to be that much better. Look for a Minka pick in there. I'm going to also go with the Arizona total points under 17 and a half. The Steelers defense has been mighty even without Minka the last month. This is the Arizona Cardinals we're talking about, everybody. Under 17 and a half payout is uh, minus 115. And that's it. They're all our best bets. It, aside from the NFL best plays for you, you'll hear all those on the 15-minute pregame show. Again, available on social media at 4 p.m. Eastern. And that's that. Final thoughts, Hench? Um, banality, banality of Draymond. I right. want to be written. Like that a lot. Um, I, I, I reject the, uh, for the moment, I'm not going to put Truba in that category. Um, okay. I don't like and, that. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'll leave it to you to tell us what it's been a thin slice of. All right. Um, you know what? I wish you nothing but the best hedge. I wish you nothing but the best spaghetti. I hope anyone within the sound of my voice, I hope their team wins this weekend, unless they're playing my team. 
And we'll talk to you on the other side of the sports weekend. And until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.